Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Woke up this morning with this word. 80-20. Okay, God. So I started searching. What does that mean? 80%, 20%. What does that mean? And they use it a lot in sales. They use it a lot for success. 80% uh, percent of people, of the outcomes of things comes from 20% of causes. 80% outcome comes from 20% causes. So it's real important to get that 20% and train that 20%. What it means is that everything that's done pretty much in life comes from 20% of the people. So I wondered, I was like, God, does that mean even in the rapture there's going to be 20% that goes of the people? And I've wondered it before. Is it going to be the tithes of the people you created? Because he said narrow is the gate. Um, to heaven and wide is the way to destruction so when he spoke this word to me this morning 80 20 80 percent just for example that uh money for the building fund it says 14,000 so 20 percent of the people will probably bring that outcome that that new carpet comes that's what it means so people that try to have businesses, try to have good ministries, they focus more on training those 20%. Jesus trained his 12 to reach the world. You know, then there was 120 out of 500. I don't know what all percentages that is, but, but I know he spoke to me 80-20. 80-20. So... Um, that's why Pastor Pinson put so much in to the people that came to prayer. She put her whole life into the people that came to prayer because she knew those people were going to carry the anointing. Those 20%, actually we're more than 20% here that participate. For, for our body, I counted, you know, there's more than 20% that actually do the work of the ministry, that do the work of helping the vision come to pass. But he spoke to me, 80, 20, and when I started studying it, the 20, everybody's important, but the 20 are the vital ones. The 20 are the ones that, that uh, you care about, that you... You know, I remember one time somebody didn't have no no heat, and and then someone else's heat went out, and Pastor Pinson was focused on one lady, and I'm like, well, what about the other lady? And she said, 
and this is going people are going to receive it wrong probably but I know our people won't because they know her, knew her. She said, this one, Sister Ruby, pays her tithes. And it bothered me for a long time. I never said it to anybody. I didn't understand why it mattered. Why does that matter? If this one paid her tithes and needed heat or this one didn't and needed heat. But it goes back to this 80-20. It goes back to... Um, she was investing into the vision. She was praying for Freedom Ministries before it ever was birthed. She lived on the road that Freedom Ministries was birthed, and she prayed that a church would be right there, and it was in her front yard. When it happened, it was in her front yard. So the 80-20, and it means quality control. Quality control. So, so the people that are helping you, spend some quality time with them, pastors. If you got anybody that's going to back you up, that's going to pray for you, spend some quality time with them. I told Charlotte, and I don't say this for any, any feeling sorry or anything, but just for an example, after street ministry, I came in here and turned the lights out Friday night. And I thought I was going to be able to see all the way across the platform. I don't know. I guess I was tired or I'd have had more sense. So I walked from, turned the lights out and walked over here and it's pitch black. And I thought I felt the pulpit. I don't know what I felt. But the next step, I came tumbling down. And there was an imprint on the carpet where my head hit. So today, both knees are scratched and my ankle sore and this hand sore and my back sore. But um, Kobe just drove by and he said, something told me to stop me. Walked in and I'm still in the floor. And I'm just like, and it wasn't health. It was I couldn't see. <laughs> but I'm saying that to say that it would have been worse. As hard as I hit, because I took two flips off the platform, as hard as I hit the floor, I could have broken something very easily. And my hands started swelling up and I couldn't get my ring off. And But I'm under a covering here too. I'm under a covering here because I would have hurt myself worse. I, would, I could have broken my neck, broken my hand or anything. So thank y'all for your prayers because the enemy was just mad because we had about seven names that night, just me and Charlotte to go visit and see about. And we had 38 names on the list and evangelists shared the list with people and the enemy didn't like it. But I said, when I was laying in the floor, whatever. I mean, is that your best punch? Because I'm going to get up and do it again. You know, he makes me mad. See, I don't get mad at people. I, when, he, when he comes at me, I see how I can. I, my heart always goes, who can I reach? When he comes at one of my children, who can I reach tomorrow, God? Whose child can I reach tomorrow? Who can I go witness to today, God? Because I have that much righteous anger against the enemy. Because when he said to me, when my little boy was a kid, baby, five years old, four or five, and acting rebellious, y'all thinking they can't be rebellious that young? <laughs> acting rebellious, and Josh is sweet, you know, and I'm thinking, what? Why is my kid acting this way? Because, you know, I didn't mind whooping him. 
So why is he acting this way? And I just start praying in the spirit. You spirit of rebellion, get off my child right now in the name of Jesus. I was at home by myself. I doubled over in that floor. Get off of him right now in the name of Jesus. And the devil, I've never heard the devil talk to me before. But honestly, I'm sure it was one of his major demons or something, but it it sounded like him. <laughs> he said, I, I said this out of my spirit. He's just a little boy. You know, after about 45 minutes of praying against that re, uh, rebellion, I mean, I was weeping. He's just a little boy. And these words came straight up from hell. I don't care. And I don't care about the rest of them. Well, when that happened to me, Adam, this righteous indignation rose up in me because I used to have a little bit, of, uh, an, a little bit of empathy or mercy for the enemy because cause I'm, that's my guilt, mercy. So I had a little bit of something. Why don't he get to repent? I did. Why don't he get? But that day, all that left me because I, I saw his realness. No, he don't care. If you four or five, he gonna put that he gonna put that rebellion in you, a sin of witchcraft, and it's in us when we born, and the rod's gotta drive it out, and ain't nothing else gonna drive it out but correction and staying true to, to that, and um, and that's why the world fights that. But that thing had to break out on my son because I went, I bind, and but it made me also have a. Uh, um, Righteous indignation for your sons, because that's what he said. I don't care about any of them. I okay. If you don't care about a four or five year old, you don't got nothing in you that I that I even gonna feel sorry for, you know. So we're talking about eighty twenty today because God spoke that to my spirit. Eighty twenty is quality control. Improve the 20 that help you. Yes, you have a word for everybody. Yes, we help everybody. Yes, we spend time with everybody. But the, the 20% that help you, spend a little extra time with them. So 80-20 means, and I'm fixing to share some scripture, but I want to tell you what it means. 80-20 means... 80 sales comes from 20 clients. 80% of your sales will come from 20% of your clients. 80% of souls won will come from 20% that'll they'll get them. This is a proven, proven thing, 80-20. It's a power law. It's um, called the Pareto distribu Distribution. Distribution. <laughs> Pareto distribution. Secret of achieving more with less. So you don't you don't scatter your seed everywhere. You don't scatter your wisdom everywhere. You don't scatter your oil everywhere. You scatter it where he says to scatter it. You release it where he says to release it. And we get this concept because we're on soul winning right now. We're on soul winning right now. 80-20. 80 
So when you can find 20 that's going to help you, then you spend time. I'm going to keep saying that. Spend quality time with that 20. Amen. 120 out of 500 won the world. Five loaves and two fish fed 5,000. So there's always starts with that little, that remnant, that remnant. Do y'all think it's going to be the rapture? 10%? I've always wondered, is everybody that's created, is it going to be 10% that go to heaven? And then the 20% will be 10% offering. 10% tithes, 10% offering. We don't know. But Dr. Smith, I can tell you that the prophet of the nations that we've been under 35 years said only 20% of church people is going to heaven. So that goes with this 80-20. Only 20%, he says, really let him be Lord. Let him be Lord, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Is he Lord of you? Does he tell you what to do? Do you do what he says, or do you have to think about is it convenient for you today? Do you choose what you obey? He's not Lord. He's Lord when we're fixing to read in just a minute. Let's see, Luke chapter 14. Woo. Verse 26, if anyone comes to me and does not hate, I'm reading out of Amplified, his own father and mother in the sense of indifference to or relative disregard for them in comparison with his attitude toward God and likewise his wife and children and brothers and sisters and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not persevere and carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. What does it mean, come after me? Follow me. That means if Jesus says, turn left, I turn left. He says, turn right, I turn right. He says, don't go to Monroe today, I don't go. He says, go to street ministry tonight, I go. I don't get to say I don't want to. I'm tired. I've been to school all week. I don't get to say I don't want to sing when he says sing. When he says run, jump, holler, scream, or sit there and raise my hands or sit there and close my eyes, I don't get to say because I've been bought with a price. Elder Bivens has taught us that for years. We have been bought with a price. We've been redeemed, which means I've been bought back. If it wasn't for Jesus, I'd be straight in hell right now. I would already be in hell. Jesus Christ is the only life that we have. He's the only hope. He's the only substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. He's who I believe in. He's who I move in. He's who I have my being in. He's who, to, who I surrender to. He's who I submit to. He's who I ask, what do I need to do? God, I thank you that we give our lives to you, Lord. We surrender to you, God. This is the only mystery I know that starts with, with prayer saying, Surrender! 
Let's look at Luke chapter 14. Let's see which where I'm going to start right here. I don't think I put my verse, but let me see. Mm, I really wanted to read it all. Let's let everybody read. Let's start with uh, verse 1. Pastor Robert, you want to read? And somebody give him a mic because she's got this live. We could probably start with verse 7. this and he went he put forth a parable to those which were bidden when he had marked how they chose out the chief room saying unto them when thou art bidden of any man to a wedding sit not down in the highest room lest a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him and he that bade thee and come to and him come and say to thee give this man place that thou begin with shame to take the lowest room. But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room, that when he that bade thee come, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. Mm-hmm. Let's go to verse 12. Then said he also to them that bade him, When thou makest a dinner or a supper, Call not thy friends, nor thy brethren, nor thy kinsmen, nor thy rich neighbors, lest they also bid thee again, and a recompense be made of thee. So when you, what does that mean? What does that mean? He says, Jesus said to the man who had invited him, when you give a dinner or a supper, don't invite your friends. <laughs> I know people that won't sit with people, won't even sit with other Christians because they think, that they're going to mess up their anointing. That is so self-righteous. He says don't invite your friends. He said invite people. Don't invite your wealthy neighbors because what are you getting out of that? He says in verse 13, but when you give a banquet or a reception, invite the poor, the disabled. Do we ever go say, come eat, disabled one? Some of y'all do. The lame and the blind. Then you will be blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied. Someone was envying me because of the revival house. And one of the pastors said, well, but they could have had it too. I, I was shocked, but it says it right here, that people will envy you when you invite the poor and the lame and the disabled. They'll envy that. Because they have no way of repaying you, and you will be recompensed at the resurrection. When, when one of those who reclined at the table with him heard this, he said to him, Blessed and to be envied are you who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. But Jesus said to him, A man was once given a great supper and invited many. I love this scripture because I see it. I see it a lot. Someone was asked, are they going to street ministry? And, and I know I'm not. there's no condemnation here because y'all all reach out. But someone was asked, 
and they're an evangelist. They said, probably not. I got my own people to go see. It says, but Jesus said, a man was once given a great supper and invited many, and at the hour for the supper, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, come, for all is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses and to beg off. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of land, and I have to go out and see it. I'm thinking he saw it when he bought it, didn't he? I beg you, have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yokes of oxen, and I'm going to examine and put my approval on them. I beg you, have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife, and because of this, I'm unable to come. Ooh, how many times does that happen? We serve our wives instead of what God's saying, or husbands. So the servant came and reported these answers to his master. Then the master of the house said in wrath to his servant, Go quickly into the great streets. And I thought of cross it. It said in the small streets of the city and bring in here the poor, the disabled, the blind, and the lame. Most churches want to go get other Christians to go to their church. They want to go get other members. Why? Because especially leaders, because they don't have to train them. <laughs> and the servant returned and said, Sir, what you have commanded me to do has been done, and yet there's room. How many times have we heard, I already done that. I heard years ago people say, we did that, and we went to this church. We went door to door, and we did that. This is what they're saying right here. Says, But he says there's still room. So I'm saying to y'all today, there's still room. Yes, we've done it in the past, but there's still room. Amen. Then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and urge and constrain them to yield and come in so that my house may be full. For I tell you, not one of those who were invited shall taste my supper. Wow. Not one of those that had excuses going to taste his supper. Now, huge crowds were going along with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not have his, that's, his, that's where we was just read, they don't forsake family or anything else compared to God is not worthy to be my disciple. So, I just know I woke up with them words in my spirit, 80-20, and I started looking it up, and it's 20% of the people of God are going to do the work. So don't get mad at people when they don't do the work. That's just the way that it is. Just love them and go on and do the work because you're going to get rewarded in heaven for that work. But I really want to come against that thing that, that tells people uh, because – when Shay called somebody, they said, well, you watch us online? You know, there's a thing here that pushes those out. I try to get them in, but there's something that tries to push them back out. And, it, and I'm not saying it's one person, but it happens. So I'm really trying to drive that out because that's a self-righteous spirit is what it is. And we don't realize how that comes out to people when we... When we say things like, well, have you watched us online? 
or maybe they don't have the money to join the school. Or when we say we don't have a van driver, or when we, because we have enough people that somebody will go get them. And that's answering for the leaders. We should never answer for the leaders because she was inquiring about the revival house. Well, that's my decision. That's mine and Tim's home. But she was met with, do you watch us online? And I said, well, you go back in there and text. I didn't know Shay. Will you go back and text her and tell her I'll call her tonight? And she moved in two weeks later to my house. So we lose souls with those kind of, what I don't know what we're thinking. We, we pass in the buck because we don't want responsibility or what, but if you don't want it, then call me because I do. If you don't want it, call some pastors because they do. But don't answer for us. Don't say we don't have room. Don't say nobody can drive because every week Julie offers to drive. <laughs> She's always willing to drive. So that's not even the truth. We do have drivers. Amen. So do y'all see something about this 80-20? That don't be upset at people. Don't be mad at people because they don't do what you want them to do. Because the word says, who is another man's servant's judge? I am not your judge. If you never come to street ministry, if you never come to prayer, I'm not the judge of that. He's the judge of that. So I can't treat you any different by what you do. I can't treat you any different by your works because Jesus doesn't. He doesn't treat me any different. He said we'll be judged by our works in Revelation. He said, I see your works. I know what you do, and you're going to be judged we're going to get rewarded, I'll say that, by our works. So it's according to what you want in heaven. What you do now is going to be the position you are in heaven. Whatever you do for God now, if we could set our mind on heavenly things and not earthly things, if we could see that this, this is temporary, everything we do in this life that's not for God is going to burn up. Everything that I do that's for him, then we're getting rewarded. And then that's going to be your position in heaven is going to be what have you done for him on the earth. It's John Bevere wrote a book. What's it called, Colby? That book I gave you. The one about the, um, I can't remember. Driven by Eternity. Driven by eternity. I know when I go to heaven, I want what I was supposed to be doing on earth to be done. Psalms 139, that book that he wrote about you, what you're supposed to do on the earth, because every one of us have a purpose here. Or we wouldn't be here. There's no mistakes in God. He knew you was coming to the earth. It don't matter how you got here. He sent you here with a purpose he sent you here something to do for the kingdom and it's according to you if you accept it the graveyard is full of people that didn't but there's a whole lot of people that are there's a remnant that love god there's a remnant that's going after him there the bible says my soul runs hard after you god we're going after him with everything we have 
we're doing everything we know to do and that's all he requires is us doing everything that we know to do and then when he comes and says I'm going to stretch you a little bit go ahead and do that too go ahead and do what that stretching is so you can grow and you never stop at a certain place that hasn't finished your destiny he wants he said I'm going to perfect and complete that which concerns you I'm going to perfect it I'm going to do it you're not going to have to do it you just yield to me and obey me then I'm going to do it hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise this morning, God. We thank you for your mercy and grace. Your mercy is new every morning. Thank you for forgiving us, Lord, for making excuses for not getting souls. You said to go. You said make disciples, yes, but you also said to go, God. You also said to go, God. You said to go and seek and save that which was lost. God, you said to go and compel them to come in, Lord. We release, release evangelism in this church, God. We release evangelism in these people, Lord. We release the spirit of seeing about a soul into our hearts and praying and travailing until they're born again, God. We thank you that we don't just care for the church. We care. We have a two-fold ministry to the lost and to the saved. We have a two-fold ministry. It's not just to the saved, God. It's to the lost, too. God, we lay down our excuses, God. We see that, like I said a while ago, if if something if the enemies come against my child, I go reach somebody else's child. And sowing them seeds, somebody gonna reach my child. God, we lay down any time we've been frustrated at people because they don't do what we think they should do, God. We lay that down today, and we embrace the ones that do, God. We embrace the ones that want to serve you with their whole heart. We embrace the 100 percenters, God. We embrace the at least the 80 percenters that want to give, give they giving everything they know to give, God. Keely was so excited about street ministry. Her and Peyton and Shay, they just walked on in somebody's house. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'd rather have that than, than uh, what y'all tell us about it. Peyton, you want to tell us about it? We walked up to this woman's house, and we could hear her kids playing in the room. And she had the screen door open. Let me just put that out there. And we couldn't get to her attention. We knocked a couple times, but none of us was budging. So I looked at Keely. I said, what would Jesus do? She said, Jesus would go right in. So <laughs> I said, okay. So I opened the door just a little bit, and I said, hello. And we had to say hello a couple times. But we finally got the woman to come to the door, and she didn't want us to pray for her, but we got to plant that seed in her life. So. It was good. <laughs> Jay was too funny talking about it last night. 
was funny. Anybody else have any um, testimonies of street ministry that that y'all experienced? Okay. By the way, Evangelist Delton will be here next Sunday again. We turn. Hey, we after some. We after spirit revival. We're after evangelism right now. I was um. We were sitting at Dollar General um, um, Friday night. We were sitting at Dollar General, and we pulled up to get a couple of drinks. Benny offered to buy us a couple of sodas, so I took him up on the offer. And uh, yeah, and uh, we pulled up, and uh, well, me and Colby are in the car, and we're waiting for Benny to come back out of Dollar General. And this, I seen this man come walking out. Down on ball cap, it was kind of dark in a dark hoodie. He was headed to his vehicle opposite way from where we were parked. And I felt the quickening in my spirit to just pray for him. And um, so I hopped out of the vehicle, and I was running over there before I even knew what I was doing. And I told him, I said, hey, man, um, the Holy Spirit just quickened me to come over here and pray for you. Can I pray for you? He said, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I believe in God. I talk to him all the time. I believe in God. And um, and I and I said, well, I don't know what you're going through, but he really loves you because he told me to come over here and pray for you. But if you don't want me to pray for you, that's all right. Have a good night, man. And as I turned around to walk away and leave, he said, I'm going through a divorce. And um, so I turned back around and I said, you know, I went through a divorce too. It's hard. He said, yeah, yeah, you know, but I give it to God. I trust him. I said, you give it to God? He said, yeah. So I said, okay, well, that's good. That's really really what we're supposed to do with that. He said, but I'm going to go ahead and pray for you. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, okay, finally, okay. So I prayed for him. And, you know, I just prayed that um, when he's alone at night and nobody else is around and no, there's nobody else to talk to, you know, that deep hurt, that sadness, that that feeling like you lost your other half, you know, to that that part of you's gone forever, you know, and you wasted all that time, and you love them, and it hurts, you know, going through that hurt. So I just prayed that the Holy Spirit would comfort him, and 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 God would be there. I told him that Jesus is closer than a friend, or he he's closer than a friend. He's closer than a brother. He's a father to the fatherless, a friend to the friendless, and um so. And when I left, you know, he, he he was just different. So I praise God for that. Yes, ma'am. Amen. And it don't it don't take much. We stopped by to see Jared um, Friday night, and he he just thanked me and thanked me. And then I got two messages from him. You know, we wasn't there five minutes because they was cooking supper. Just the fact that someone stopped by. Come on, evangelist. Just the fact that somebody, you know, checked on them. Um, we went out and did uh, evangelism last night, um, me and Keely and Monica. And uh, as we were walking through all these people, this uh, this kid came running up. I 
could hear his voice, but he was dressed in like this suit. It was like a, it looked like a demon. <laughs> and uh, such a sweet voice. And uh, it really cut my heart when uh, I reached in a bag to give him a Bible out. And he asked me, what's this? He didn't even know what it was. And uh, <clears throat> it, let me see. And as we was walking, I, I remember looking to the left, and I see this yard covered in tombstones and smoke and tombstones that say die on it. And there's these two women sitting there that are in full witches' outfits. And I look over to the left, and uh, sitting beside them was a, a man dressed up like Jason with a knife sitting in a chair. And... Uh, started to walk I was going to walk past them but I couldn't it was like uh it was like overcoming a fear you know I saw it's like the devil was pushing just leave them you know they're too far gone but I I got halfway down the road and I couldn't take it anymore that that compelling to to just reach out for them just to reach out for them and I went back to that guy with the Jason mask on, and I just told him that I loved him and gave him a Bible, you know, and uh, his voice, he said, you know, I saw so many people say, oh, I know Jesus, <laughs> while they're dressed up like this, and I just asked, Lord, that you, you just bind that spirit of false witness of who you are, Lord, and reveal your real self to them, Lord. Reveal them the real Jesus to their hearts, Lord. And what, what, what was so beautiful about me turning back on that, that, that guy was that I saw a chain reaction happen in the spirit. Because then Monica and Keely went over to those witches and Keely was hugging on them and telling how much she loved them. And we actually prayed for that whole family there. But... I was going to pass them on by. I was just going to pass them on by, you know. And, and we have to see that there's so many people out there that are just looking for love. They're just looking for someone to reach out and grab them like God reached out and grabbed us. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you. So thank you, everybody, that... Um, participates and reaches out and I know a lot of y'all do it all during the week but this parable about the uh, supper and the ones that made all the excuses Jesus said go get the lame go get the blind go get the disabled because these other ones aren't worthy to to be at this supper but it, it it's not just street ministry it's in church like if a new person comes and a lot of times they'll sit right right there in the back and I'll look back there and they're just standing there. They're just standing there. So what this is saying, yes, you can get your friends. You can gather around your friends on Sunday mornings, the comfortable ones. But he wants us to reach out of our comfort zone. You can talk to them on Monday. You can talk to your friends on Monday. But can we look around and... and and reach out to the ones that's coming in that's maybe sitting by themselves that 
maybe standing back there and feeling a little. I know uh, this one lady I went to see, she said she feels nervous when she comes in here, you know. So I said, what do you feel nervous about? But I wouldn't have known that if I didn't check on her after she'd been to church. She, she said, I don't know what it is. I just feel a little nervous. But I've had some mental problems in my life. Can you pray with me? So, um, yes, when you come in here for the first time, like we have a guest this morning with Shay. Thank you. I know you were here Wednesday, too. Um, um, y'all make y'all do make them because this is what I hear. This is the friendliest church. People tell me that y'all are very friendly, but also remember, even the ones you already know, maybe they hadn't been in a while. Go hug their necks, tell them you love them, tell them you're glad to see them. Just don't let them be standing alone. That grieves me. Don't let nobody be standing alone after church. Go see about them. Go hug them get out of our comfort zone and do something different, you know, because we can talk about what God did over lunch. We can talk about what God did with our friends, but people are going through so much stuff in life right now. They just need a hug. They just need somebody to care. Amen. Have y'all ever been there? I have. <laughs> need somebody to care, and I had a loving family here that cared about me, but there's many people that don't have that. Is that right, Kimberly? You want to come tell us about what, before you came here, you didn't have that? And what you felt when you came in, because it brings encouragement. Okay, so before I came here, um, I was in Fayetteville for about a year, and um, I was just really all, all alone. I didn't have my family up there. Um, I didn't have any friends. God was really separating me from the world then and really um, stripping me of a lot of stuff and uh, just really showing me who he was and um, without everybody else's, you know, influence. And um, But I really just needed that family to love me and pour into me. I didn't um, have a church that I, I had a church that I went to, but it was really more religious and so I didn't, I was longing for the deeper things of God, and I didn't really have anybody to, like, pour into me. Um, so I was really just praying for that. I prayed for um, a family, a church family that would pour into me and love me, you know, for who I, for who I am, and um, that would, um, that longed for the deeper things of God like I did. Like, I thought I was kind of just, I don't know, like, different, I guess, and so because um, I really didn't know anybody like that wanted the same thing as as me um, besides Colby and uh, yeah so I prayed I prayed for this I prayed for um, a ministry a school you know um, just people that would love me and pour into me and I really found that when I came here so man thank you Jesus what time is it Okay. Anybody else want to say anything? Brother Paul, you want to, Elder Paul, you want to come share? Okay. All right. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise today, Lord. We thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for showing us to come out of ourselves and to reach for someone else, Lord. We may be the last hope. We may be 
the the one that's fixing to uh, speak life into them, where they'll come into the kingdom of light and get out of the kingdom of darkness. God, I thank you that you send your soldiers out, Lord. Yes, it's war. Yes, he told us, though. He told us what I'm going to send you to. I'm going to send you among wolves. <laughs> he, he didn't say it's going to be pretty. He said, I'm going to send you among wolves. So he already told us. So we shouldn't be surprised if they slam the door. Or we shouldn't be surprised if they don't want God. We shouldn't get upset about it because it's already what the word says is going to happen. But there's going to be that one. There's going to be that two. There's going to be that three. And when you win them, you win their families, really. Because he sets one in a family and he promises our household. So when you win one, it's not only winning one. You win their family. When Tim and I met, we weren't serving God. And uh, Mama went and talked to him, and she said, you know, um, she knew I was going to come back to the Lord, and but I was rebellious at the time. And um, But when we got together, we were married about a year before uh, we, I came back to the Lord a little bit before he came to Jesus. And he said, thank you, you know, for, because I don't know if I'd have found them if, if it wasn't for you. And I said, well, you would have because you're hungry for him. But since that time, none of his family is saved, none. And every one of them saved now but one, his brothers, his sisters, his mama, his aunt, his cousin, that, that three of them's in heaven now that got saved through this, through us. His sister came to church. She was hearing voices. She was seeing demons. She was, her, her kid's birthday cake was tunes when he was eight years old, you know, because I remember going to the party and thinking, there's tunes on his cake. And she came in Freedom Ministries one, one day because she said she came to church because she saw our marriage. So she came in Freedom Ministries one day. And she didn't even know what happened to her. She told Mama, something left me, but something else came in me. So we'll be surprised what people don't know. One of the dinners we were at, I was talking about Noah's Ark. And Tim's brothers are all older than him. They didn't know what I was talking about. Everybody hadn't been raised in church. Everybody hadn't heard the gospel. <laughs> If so, he would have done come God us probably. <laughs> he said, when, you know, go and preach the gospel to every creature and then the end shall come. So he's just waiting, too, on us to reach the lost. So let's, let's gather them in to the family of God, okay? Let's be mindful of people. Let's, when you go to the grocery store, just be mindful. Don't, don't be just walking by. Like Evangelist said, he could have just walked by. But they're not going to forget that encounter. You know, they're not going to forget that y'all loved on them in the midst of them acting like devils. <laughs> so, God, we just thank you today. We thank you that your, that your glory is going to manifest in this temple today. God, I thank you that it's going to cover the whole earth, actually. Your glory is going to cover the whole earth. I thank you that angels will be here with us today. 
I thank you that people will be healed, people will be delivered, people will be saved, people will be provided for, that there's no lack in you. God, I thank you that salvation means nothing lacking, nothing broken. I thank you that our hearts are healed, God. I thank you that our emotions are steadfast, Lord. I thank you that that people that's been broken, that they'll trust again, that they'll open themselves back up again to be loved and to, to love. And we just give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.